News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air. Uh, Owner Brain is here uh, with us, uh, Sinn Fein Housing Spokesperson, to talk about Micah. But I have to ask that last line uh, there from uh, John Fitzgerald: the squeeze middle need to suck it up. Uh, what, what's your take on that? I, I don't agree. I mean, obviously, every measure you take, you have to be mindful that you don't want to further fuel inflation. But where low and middle income families are actually taking a pay cut in real terms uh, as the cost of living rises, then government has to introduce measures and not just at the budget, but they have to introduce measures to ensure those who are struggling the most get the assistance. Yeah, uh, in fairness to John, he wasn't talking about, he, I think he well, said we have to look after those who are struggling the most. Yeah, but but I think the difference is, is that you often hear government talking about the very vulnerable and absolutely they need the greatest level of support. But working families on modest incomes uh, are, are under enormous pressure at the moment. Uh, and in fact, the at risk of poverty rate is now increasing among that cohort of people in work. So we need emergency measures to tackle uh, 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 the needs of those people now. And the budget also needs to consider those. And some of those could be reducing costs, for example, like childcare or rent or, 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 okay. or fuel uh, and other areas of, of public expenditure. So uh, the idea that people just have to live, get on with this, I think, ignores the reality that one, people can't. But also, too, if people have less money in their pockets, that has an impact on the local economy in terms of local spending and local jobs. So you don't want that negative impact to happen as well. All right. Now, you are going to be uh, sitting for some seven hours today as part of the Oireachtas Housing Committee to assess the MICA redress scheme. Uh, The campaigners are going to be there as well. They're still not happy uh, with the scheme. Uh, Are they right? Because it looks pretty comprehensive to most people and it's going to cost an absolute fortune. It's going to cost billions of euro. Well, first of all, we don't have the full details of the scheme because the full bill hasn't been published yet. It was approved by Cabinet on on Tuesday, but won't be published till tomorrow. So we're looking at the draft of the bill. Uh, And today, as you say, we're doing the scrutiny. This is really important because there's lots of things that aren't yet clear. Uh, Don't believe the headline's been from government press releases. We need to get under the bonnet of this legislation and really look at it. There are a whole series of problems. Uh, So, for example, uh, foundations still aren't included in the scheme. Uh, And the idea, for example, that you would spend a couple of hundred thousand euros remediating a property, but you're not allowed to touch the foundations, even when those foundations might have uh, deleterious materials like pyrite, makes no sense. Likewise, for example, some of the homeowners made a very sensible suggestion uh, that if they were to get a grant, let's say of 160,000 euros to remediate their property, uh, but that wouldn't cover the full cost. The actual cost might be 190,000, for example, uh, to replace like for like. Could they use the 160,000 to build a slightly smaller home and at least get a kind of 100% redress, all beyond a, what they call a, a, a no fault downsizing or a no penalty downsizing? That's not allowed. The calculation of costs are way out of kilter. They were set in January of this year. We've already had 9% construction inflation. This scheme won't be open until next year uh, and the underlying costs can't be reviewed for another year. So they're just three examples of very, very significant areas of concern. And I think today isn't about saying whether the bill is good or bad. Bad. Today is about listening to affected homeowners. It's also about listening to the experts and we'll have a lot of experts in the department. And given the price tag that's on this, because you're looking at 2.7 billion plus, we have to make sure we get this right, get it right for the homeowners who, remember, have do- done nothing wrong. Uh, they are the guilty party here, but we also have to do right by the taxpayer. They are the innocent party here. They are say. absolutely the innocent party. They have yeah, done nothing yeah. wrong, right? But we also have to do right by the taxpayer to ensure as money has been spent, it's been spent in the right way and we're not throwing good money after bad in partially remediating properties that at a later stage will have to be re-remediated yeah. because we didn't do but, it right but the is first there a time. Sense, is there a sense that like, nothing will, 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 will 
make the, the, the Micah Action Group happy? I mean, they, like, do, do, do we need to just write a blank cheque for them? Is that what you're saying? No, and, and keep in mind, it's not just Micah because you've got Pyrite and Mayo and Claire and Limerick and you've other deleterious materials like Pyrotite. Let me, let me give you an analogy, right? You go out, you buy a car tomorrow, uh, a brand new car uh, in a dealership. You take it home and a couple of days after, it starts to fall apart. You're going to bring that car back to the showroom and you're going to demand your money back or a replacement. Yeah. What would you say if the dealership said, OK, Shane, you can have the a brand new car, but you're getting no seats, you're getting no steering wheel. We'll give you wheels, but we're not going to give you any tyres. You wouldn't accept that. All the families yeah. are asking for is a like-for-like like replacement of the homes that they worked hard to pay good money for. That is not what's in this scheme. And, and here's a very clear example. Martina Hegarty from the Mayo Pirate Action Group will present today and I read her opening statement. She's a standard home uh, in County Mayo. It's about a thousand square foot. She will be eligible under this scheme, as we understand it, for about 160000 to remediate. Currently, she's been told by contractors that it will cost €190,000 plus uh, 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 to remediate her home. The scheme isn't going to be open. But let me make the point. The scheme isn't going to be open until next year and inflation will go up more. Martina has been asked to pay €50,000, €60,000, to remediate her own home on a like-for-like basis. She did not create these defects. she, She didn't. And therefore... I think what the homeowners are asking for is reasonable. It's a like-for-like replacement. Yeah, and the car analogy is interesting. The difference, of course, is that, you know, the taxpayer isn't the dealer who sold the bad car in the first place. And the taxpayer is the one who's going to be footing the bill. Some people listening today might be, and I'm not talking about any particular case here, but some people might say, you know, if it happened to me, yes, I'd want the state to help me out here. But I'd also kind of feel it was probably fair enough that I'd have to I'd have to take a little bit of the hit myself. Well first of all the taxpayer should not be paying the full bill here. Be very clear about that. There are quarries there are block manufacturers uh, with respect to other defects. There are building contractors, non-life insurance companies and banks. Yeah. Uh, and we've been dealing with defects now for a decade since the original pyrite scheme was announced by Phil Hogan 10 years ago. He promised that he would bring industry to the table to make a contribution. The current government, I got a parliamentary question back from Pascal Donoghue only uh, this week, saying they are in discussions with the construction industry about a contribution. Sinn Féin's long-standing view is the taxpayer should not have to foot the full yeah. bill. But what I will say is the homeowner shouldn't have to pay a cent for defects they did not create. Even and, if it's even if it's a house that is, you know, three times the, the size of a, of, of, of a typical house you, anywhere else in the if, country. If you go and buy anything, anywhere today, and it is defective when you bring it home... Okay, so even if the car is a Ferrari, you replace your, your it. expectation is you will get it replaced. Now, I have to say, uh, and this is why I think industry does have to be brought to the table, because the bill for this, and we haven't even started talking about the other Celtic Tiger defects, which we're going to have to deal with later in the year, is going to be very big, and therefore... Government has to front load the expenditure. The vast majority of people who are looking uh, for remediation have uh, uh, modest and average size homes uh, uh, nationally or for their, their county. But industry will have to pay. But Martina Hegarty, <coughs> excuse me, and the thousands of people like her across the country should not have to pay 50, 60, 70,000 euros to remediate their family homes. They did nothing wrong and the people responsible, which is both government and industry, uh, should foot the bill. OK, really, really quickly, just before I let you go, two very quick things. Uh, vacant housing uh, tax, it seems there is a further delay in that and the government now looking at the idea of linking it maybe to electricity use. Just briefly, your reaction to I, that. Look, I'm not surprised by the further delay. Pascal's been looking at this since 2018. I don't believe either he or the department want to do it. What they should do is press ahead in this budget which is with a self-assessed basis, not unlike, for example, uh, uh, self-employed workers, and then follow up with other measures. 
uh, GeoDirectory says we have 90,000 vacant homes. Even if it's half that, even if it's a quarter of that, that is 20, 30, 40,000 vacant homes that can be brought into use in the middle of the deepest housing crisis in modern history. Okay. We need this vacant property tax and we need it quickly. Uh, and very finally, we had Leo Varadkar on the show yesterday. He said that basically he accused Sinn Féin of being a party of bullies, um, of bullying him. Yeah, I have to say I fell off my chair with laughter yesterday when I heard the, the comments. Let's be very clear. What we do at Leaders Questions is we uh, scrutinise and hold the government to account. Leo does not like scrutiny. He does not like being held to account. He doesn't like answering questions, not just from Sinn Féin, from others. Uh, and there's he, an he, I think he here. was referring also to kind of online abuse and stuff as well that he gets. Well, there's no online abuse by members of Sinn Féin or elected representatives of Sinn Féin. In fact, I could show you some online abuse I get from uh, uh, colleagues of Leo's. The crucial point is here. Leo is trying to present himself as a victim uh, uh, when all we're trying to do is hold him to account. In fact, in response to that particular exchange with Pierce last week, the following day, I think it was in the journal, he said that he believes he has the uh, right to the presumption of innocence uh, with respect to the accusation around the leaking of the files to Matteo Tuol. Uh, the Taoiseach actually admitted guilt on the floor of the Dáil and apologised for that. The Taunister. The, the Taunister. Apologies. Soon to be Taoiseach, uh, according to uh, Michael Martin and Eamon Ryan. So we make no apologies for holding to him account and in particular for the devastating impact of 10 years of Leo Varadkar in government on housing, on health, on childcare, on poverty uh, and now on, on the economy. Okay. So, right. you know, Leo needs to dry his eyes, get on with his job, fix the problems he's created and stop trying to present himself as a victim. Sinn Féin Housing Spokesperson Owner Bryn, thank you for talking to News Talk. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News.